Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And, and it's, it's time, time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's trigger warnings are graphic sexual content, substance abuse, and abusive relationship dynamics. And then I am going to be reading us a review off Apple Podcast, and it is from Emmy142391, the best ever. So freaking funny. Thank you, Emmy. Number, number, number. Thank you. So today's episode is going to cover Ruined Beauty by Cara Bianchi. And we are actually going to be plugging a charity for her. Um, Her story is on her Instagram. We're not going to tell her story for her. So if you're curious as to what's going on with her, you can go look at her Instagram. But if you want to feel free to donate to the Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation. We will be linking the charity in any Instagram posts that we make and in the description of this episode. Yeah, go check it out. Okay, Riley, my quote for you is, I'm probably going to mispronounce it even though I am practicing Russian. Lasishka, everything is for sale, especially when I'm buying. It's cute that you think you can say no to me. (gasps) My quote for you, Riley, is what I want is simple. I want you to take Take me to the kitchen, sit me on the island, and eat my pussy until I'm on the brink. Then you can rail me however you like, but I want a mess, Flatty. When we're done, I want the kitchen floor to be a health code violation. (laughs) (laughs) But I want a mess. (laughs) Don't worry, they have housekeepers. Gross. Come cleaners. Okay, I start today's episode. We go to our main female character's POV. Her name is Morgana. She is at a cafe trying to calm herself before she sees Hector. He spots her and beckons her over and he wants to know why she didn't go through with the whole transaction last night and left an unhappy client. She says that she doesn't want to sleep with clients, especially nasty ones, and then he has Bruno grab her. He gives her two options, throws her over the balcony or carve her face, and then he threatens to visit her parents and make her mom take clients. But she's like, okay, fine, I'll cooperate. Jesus. We get like a little back story. Her dad is an accountant that lost all their money when her mom got sick and he tried to invest in land that wasn't, I guess, profitable. So they had to move from their nice house to a two-bedroom apartment and she quit her photography classes and tried to get a job at a bar, but that's where she meets Hector and now she can't escape him. And then we have our main male character's POV. His name is Vlad. That's not a sexy name. No. You don't think so? Vlad. Vlad the Mirror. Yeah, it just reminds me, you know, Vlad from The Sims 4? Yeah. Vladdy Daddy. Okay. Yeah, now that you're saying that. And isn't that one guy, not Gru, on Despicable Me? (laughs) (laughs) The orange suit guy, isn't his name Vlad? He looks like Vlad. The one that has like the big shark tank and he's like... (laughs) What? He has like black hair. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. He's in an orange jumpsuit. I don't know what his name is. And he's like excited to get the Girl Scout cookies. Yes. He looks like a Vlad to me. It's probably not Vlad, but. So Vlad is sitting next to his bedridden dad. His dad has lymph node cancer and is quickly deteriorating. He thinks this is the least his father deserves for how corrupt and 
evil he is, but he has to be there since he's the oldest son. And as the oldest son with his dad dying, he's supposed to be the next packin, which is like the boss. So he's going to inherit control of all the legitimate businesses and associated accounts without check or balances. We learned that Vlad is 45. We also learned that the only way his dad will name him packin is if he gets married within the next week. So Vlad storms off and leaves. Apparently that's like his family's tradition that they have to like get married before they can inherit the whole business. I have a feeling he's going to do it. Maybe. (laughs) He grabs a coffee and enters the park to calm down when he sees two men attacking a woman. He jumps into action and throws his hot coffee in one of the attacker's faces, and then the second attacker pushes her forward and Vlad catches her. After they leave, he looks at the woman and says, the sight of her warms me more than the sun ever could, and we have a description of her. Her hair is a rich auburn. It's wound on top of her head, unraveling slightly, loose by the fight. Long feathery lashes frame her amber eyes and her nose is sprinkled with freckles above her plump lips. A beauty spot high on her cheek accentuates her delicate bone structure. She sounds beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. she does. Plump lips. Plump. As he's admiring her beauty, he notices she can't breathe so he works to calm her down because she's having like a panic attack. And then we switch to Morgana's POV. How old is Morgana, does it say? 27. Okay. The man who saved her, we get his description. He's at least 15 years my senior and a foot taller with the build of a man who has the time and money to take care of himself. Dark wavy hair, silvery at his temples, shadow on his sharp jaw, deep slate gray eyes. Silver fox. Uh Uh-huh. She says that he looks like he fell off Mount Olympus, so he's like a Greek god. Oh, a little hottie batati. (laughs) She thanks him for helping her and explains she was there to take pictures, but the guys that jumped her had other ideas. He asks if she's a photographer and she says that she isn't, but she wants wants to do photojournalism. He asks her name and she says, I'm Morgana Bloom, 27, failed journalist and all around incompetent human being. He's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, (laughs) oh. And she's like, who are you? (laughs) All he says is Vladimir Kislev. That's it. She's like, I don't know who that is. And he tells her it's no big deal, but I'm a billionaire. (laughs) No biggie. He tells her that she can interview him since he's so interesting and then asks her to take a walk with him. They walk and he gets them to Dolce de Leches at an ice cream cart and she tries to turn it down but he says he shakes his head handing me a cone you're a journalist you can't turn down a scoop and this one is perfect cold sweet rich and kind of sexy you don't look like a vanilla girl to me okay she's not a vanilla girl he's flirting she asks if he's still talking about the ice cream and he like sidebars a question and he tells her that it's an interview question and they can't conduct a proper interview unless they go to his house unless we fuck yeah and then her phone rings and he takes it away saying it's only fair if he gets her full attention since she gets his and she's like no but he's like i'll pay you to interview me and she says that she isn't for sale and then he says again i'm gonna mispronounce it lasishka everything is for sale especially when i'm buying it's cute that you think you can say no to me she loses her shit at that so she smashes the ice cream cone into his jacket throws a ten dollar bill at him and walks away spicy yeah for what girl he's trying to buy her. She thinks how his last name sounds super familiar, but she would know for sure if she ever met him before. So she goes home and gets ready. It's almost time.
time. Sex for money, but she needs the money to help her mom. Her friend Josie is calling, so she answers. The first thing she says is how Morgana is now giving clients the full package. And Josie is also one of Hector's girls and like her longest friend. She tells Josie what Hector said about her mom, so she has no choice. And Josie says to just pretend to like it, hurry it up and be done. So it's like technically the first time Morgana is going to have sex with someone for money. Oh, okay. They talk for a bit about how Morgana gets the crap end of the stick, but Josie tells her not to think like that and she might meet a good man someday. And she sees a car pull up outside of the apartment, so she hangs up with Josie. But when she goes downstairs, her dad is talking to someone and her dad is not supposed to be there. Apparently, he's normally at work at that time. So when she rounds the corner to see who her dad is talking to, she sees none other than Vladimir Kislev. <gasps> what could he want? Is he the client? Vlad tells her dad he cleared every debt he owes and her dad turns around and she says, what is he talking about, dad? What debt? Allow me, Vlad says. He palms his wavy hair, sweeping it back from his forehead. After you ran out on me today, I looked you up. Your father owed $5 million to a friend of mine and even after your dear papa gave every scrap of money he could find, he was still $2 million short of clearing the debt, so I cleared it for him. Oh, nice. What the fuck? No strings attached, I bet. No, not at all. Vlad <laughs> says that means her dad owes her now and he has something he wants. You. <laughs> her dad begs for him not to take Morgana, but Vlad doesn't care. Morgana now belongs to him. He picks her up as she tries to fight him. Vlad tells her dad if she refuses to go with him, he will kill her dad right there and she stops fighting. He takes her to his car and she tries to tell him about Hector coming for her family if she doesn't meet up with the client tonight, but he cuts her off and tells her he didn't pay $2 million to have her for the night. She's going to marry him. Oh my god, and you know what, Vlad? I was rooting for you. You'll you'll root for him later. (laughs) Silence is deafening. She is shocked and appalled and says that's not how the world works, and he tells her that's how it's done in the Bratva, the Russian mob, so she should get used to it, and then he asks where Hector lives. We go to Vlad's POV, and he knew he had to have her when she smashed the ice cream on him because no woman has ever talked to or treated him like that, and he absolutely loved it. He was like, hell yeah. He's like, I love a toxic relationship. <laughs> the disrespect. I That's love the woman it. for me. I can't wait to scream at her. He gave her name to his adopted brother and told him to dig up everything he could. He came back a couple hours later and when he saw the file, he laughed. His family literally built their fortune off the idiots like her father, George Bloom. So they would just take advantage of people who didn't know how to invest correctly and then take that money. And her dad's an idiot. <laughs> Burn. Sorry, George. <laughs> Armin, which is his adopted brother, never mentioned her having a boyfriend though so he wants to deal with Hector. She tells him that he is actually a pimp not her boyfriend and her parents don't know about it. She tells him it's difficult for him to threaten her parents when someone else will already kill them for her not being there and he tells her threats to you or threats to me and I'm not going to tolerate that from anyone least of all some gang banging scumbag. You belong to me now and that's all there is to it. Yeah. (laughs) I told you you'd root for him soon enough. (laughs) Get it Vlad. They arrive at the bar and see Bruno standing guard outside. She lets Vlad know who he is and he tells her that she is to stay next to him and not leave under any circumstance. When Bruno sees them, he starts saying that Morgana doesn't belong to whoever he is and Vlad punches him in the jaw so hard he falls to the ground. Vlad then pulls out his gun from his holster and shoots Bruno like six times before they go inside. He just like unloads his clip on he him. He does much. so much murder. Oh, he's a murderous, murderous man. They go upstairs 
and she nods towards a room and he hides the gun and knocks. A junkie girl with bruised cheeks answers the door and he demands to talk to Hector about Morgana. They hear Hector shout to let them in. Hector stands and demands to know what the fuck she's doing and where is Bruno. And Vlad calmly tells him that Bruno is dead by the dumpster outside and he can look for himself. Very calm, very collected. And you're next. Just another Monday. Another manic Monday, people. Come on. (laughs) One of the other junkies tells Hector that's Vladimir and then he's cut off as Vladimir shoots Hector through the eye and starts firing his gun at other people. The last guy hides behind the couch and Vlad goes to him and asks if he wants to live. The gentleman tells him he does in Russian, but Vlad shoots him anyways. (laughs) That sucks. He's like, but you're not. (laughs) He looks towards Morgana and sees her glaring at him and she tells him that the girls go free and he agrees to this. We go to Morgana's POV and they leave to go home. She can't help but think how she's a magnet for toxic men. First Jack, then Hector, now Vlad. And we don't know anything about Jack yet. He's just a name at this point. Poor girl. They pull up to his house and she's speechless. It's like a beautiful fucking mansion. He tells her the rundown of how it's going to go. She needs to play her part and her parents will be fine. The first side of resistance, he won't kill them, but he will hold them captive as incentive. And she says that she's not stupid. She knows how to pretend to be in love with someone. And he says, you're fun, Morgana. Most women I meet are just cardboard cutouts. They clamor for my attention or if they're bratva, they've been raised to have no interests or personality. When we met this morning, you took a liking to me. Since then, I've probably ruined that impression, but you can channel it into your performance. She asks why he's even doing this because she is sure that women fall to their feet for him and he says it's tradition. He tells her to relax and that the advantages will make up for his character defects. So it doesn't matter if he's a crazy murderous person. She'll be rich. It's fine. I mean, yeah. It's fine. Money does make you happy. (laughs) That's what they always say. Yeah. (laughs) The house is amazing. It's super grand with many rooms, many dens, bathrooms, bedrooms, a whole library, theater. There's like a rooftop terrace. It's very nice. She asks who she will be meeting and he tells her his two brothers, his sister, adopted brother, and his father is sick but is the one expecting the marriage. So when she meets him, she needs to like act up a little bit more about being in love with him. Yeah. His father tells her good evening and is so happy to meet his daughter-in-law. She remembers she is supposed to play a part and does some terrible acting that's met with like complete silence. So she's like, oh, he's just so handsome, blah, blah, blah. And everyone is just like... Uh, liar the best you could do his dad is very suspicious when they leave that room and they go to the third floor where they will be staying but his dad stops them before they can leave and says that they should kiss now kiss now kiss And Vlad is very pissed off. So he's like, are you fucking kidding? And his dad's like, I mean, I'm just kidding. You guys go have a great night. His dad is, his dad sucks. His dad's a psychopath. Yeah, I think a literal psychopath. We go to Vlad's POV. They go to the terrace and he thinks it could be romantic, but it isn't. She starts telling him how she was stolen. Her family is fine now, but her life still is not her own. And he tells her, you are on the verge of whoring yourself out. Your father had no more money and he'd have been murdered for sure. None of that is a problem now. I click my fingers and it's gone. The same goes for people, right? She asks. It was kind of impressive, but I didn't want to witness those men being murdered. However, 
much I hated them. I don't want your life. I want mine. He also tells her that the ink barely needs to be dry on their marriage and his dad can go fuck off and then she could do whatever he wants. He will even give her $10 million a year for a thanks for doing the marriage favor for him. Damn. Her voice wobbles as she asks her next question. She wants to know if she has to sleep with him and as much as he would love to, he doesn't want to force her. So he says, to be honest, I'd be delighted to fuck you, but I won't make you sleep with me. I don't want a wife who despises me more than necessary. It's dangerous. So we can keep sex out of it if you prefer. But as far as anyone else is concerned, we're screwing each other's brains out. And then he tells her that he will take them to their suite. And their whole room is the third floor. The entire third floor of the house. Oh, just that. It is fully remodeled with a whole walkthrough rainforest shower and bathtub brought in from a Venetian palace. He tells her that she can use the intercom by the elevator to get whatever she wants brought up from the kitchen. And then he tells her tomorrow they're going to go wedding dress shopping as well as just normal regular clothes for her since she doesn't have anything. But he leaves her to go find his uncle. And she stops him by saying she wants a burger and he laughs at her. But she's like, so can I get one? Like he just thinks it's like the funniest thing in the whole world. (laughs) And then he asks her instead of answering the burger question who the client was supposed to be. And she tells him Vito Sarah. And she met with him last night and was supposed to sleep with him but didn't. And then he tried to hit her and the hotel staff had to like almost pry him off her. Jesus. Vlad is pissed and he's gonna go kill this man. Yeah. And he leaves the room. Yeah. He goes to talks to his uncle and his uncle already knows about the bar incident with Hector. He followed them and then he chastises Vlad for not cleaning up. But Vlad is like, I'm about to be the packing. We have people to clean it up. I don't need to clean it up. Yeah. Duh. His uncle wants to know why he did it and he says, because one of them threatened my wife to be Morgana, I say, you'll meet her tomorrow. She's the daughter of George Bloom. I collected her, then called on Hector to warn him off. He wouldn't listen, so I took decisive action. Liar. I was gonna say, that does that's not the truth. His uncle tells him to remember that pussy clouds judgment, and if people see him being more in love with her than the Bratva, they won't follow him. And then we switch to Morgana. She calls Josie to tell her everything that happened, and Josie tells her to be careful with this game. Jack damn near killed her, and then the same happened with Hector. She hangs up with Josie with the promise to see her tomorrow for wedding dress shopping, and she feels weird doing the room service intercom thing since she's not at a hotel so she goes to look for the kitchen and when she finally finds it Vlad is in there making a sandwich and she's like why are you making a sandwich there's little people for that she's like trying to make a joke yeah that he's rich and doesn't have to make a sandwich and he's like it's for my sister and she likes things a certain way and doesn't trust anyone so he's being a good big brother she watches him make the sandwich and then he finishes by telling her they can go meet his sister he is having their burgers delivered to their room when they're done when they get to his sister's door she opens it and as soon as she sees Morgana she's like really reserved and like guarded but Morgana smiles at her and is trying to be nice she offers for Lily to even come wedding dress shopping and Vlad looks like he's gonna protest but Lily interrupts and says that she would love to do that so they leave her with her sandwich and go back to their floor suite is she older his sister no younger she's only 18 oh okay they get their burgers and eat on their private balcony she asks why he's so gentle with Liliana and he tells her that Lily and Avil are twins so one of the brothers that they met earlier the youngest one him and Lily are twins when they were five she fell down a flight of stairs and smashed her head which put her in the hospital for like weeks she suffered a multi-site traumatic brain injury which left her with learning delay and sensory issues their dad can't marry her off because no one wants damaged goods I know Margana says she seems very sweet and says that they can be prisoners together and Vlad flips out on that and says that his sister isn't a prisoner and he goes 
to leave. She wants to know where she's supposed to sleep and he says with him and she's like no but it just pisses him off even more. He steps up to her and grabs her wrist but she won't back down. Morgana you're gonna be my wife. We have to live it so you'd better get used to having me close. He's not causing me pain but his grip is firm. He yanks me closer as I bump into his chest. He wraps his arm around my waist leaning in to speak into my ear. I'm not letting our first kiss be at the altar. Come on show me your best acting and I'll sleep on the couch tonight. And she tells him if you want to kiss me do it. (gasps) Do it. Without missing a beat Vlad lowers his lips to mine. His mouth is warm. His tongue teasing my lower lip. His scent is intoxicating and despite everything I melt into his arms. Sliding my fingers through his hair he pulls me tight against his body and kisses me deeper releasing my wrist to slide his hand to the back of my neck. His fingertips massage the nape and I let out an involuntary moan. (gasps) Girl. She pulls away and he tells her if she kisses him like that on the wedding day he is going to get a problem that's frowned upon in church and she looks down and sees he is hella hard. He tells her goodnight and goes to the lounge like he promised and now she's like man I wish he would stay. Should have just stayed. She's all horned up. We switch to Vlad's POV and he takes a shower and thinks that he should not have played into her kiss because something happened between the two that cannot be undone. He also thinks he has to kill that Vito guy because he can't vow to protect her at the altar until he's taken care of. He sees a scrap of fabric on the floor and grabs it. Morgana's panties, if they can be called that. Nothing more than a scrap of peach cotton. I hold them to my nose and inhale deeply a fresh zesty tang <laughs> like a ripe orange <laughs> the unique scent of my fiance's pussy the pussy i swore never to touch without her consent okay we love that thank you thank you zesty pussy and some consent we love it he gets into the shower with her panties and starts jerking off with them in his hand knew it he comes at the thought of her on her knees in front of him watching him do this we switch to morgana's pov she left her phone in the changing room so she thinks she can go sneak and grab it since he's in the shower. When she reaches the changing room, she hears him say her name and she turns around, but she doesn't see him. So she peeks through the door. His palm appears on the steamed up glass, water running over it. Behind it, his naked body is a blur. I see a motion I recognize and nearly fall to my knees. Vlad is saying my name while he... <gasps> That's hot. <laughs> She makes herself go back to the room so she doesn't get caught. I feel pulled deep in my core and I'm forced to acknowledge the gravity of my predicament. A murderer is forcing me to marry him. I'm losing my freedom, my agency, everything. But I'm powerfully attracted to the man and he wants me to. Yeah, he does, bitch. (laughs) She can't sleep and all she can think about is this sexy Russian mob boss wants her. So she runs a hand down her underwear and she is hella soaked. Hella soaked. Hella soaked. She starts to masturbate thinking of him. Vlad doesn't speak. He knows there's nothing to say. His cock is enormous and angry looking. I don't know why, but that's so funny to me. <laughs> Just has little angry eyebrows on it. Hey, I want to fuck you. <laughs> Thick in his hand, he lets go of it to weave his fingers through my hair, pushing me to my knees. The water rains down and he hunches slightly to protect me from it. His purple tip is <laughs> level with my lips and I open my mouth. Yeah, purple. He growls and moves his hips, sliding his warm length to the back of my tongue. Oh my 
god. The purple tip is jarring. Vlad digs his fingertips into my scalp, holding my head in place to fuck my mouth. He smashes into the back of my throat and I gag. As he pulls free of me, a thick strand of saliva links him to my lips and he gathers it in his palm. His hand invades my mouth, thrusting his fingers as deep as possible, shoving my head into them. I choke and cough. He laughs as he withdraws, rubbing his spit-covered hand over my face. And she's like, this got like real aggressive real fast because she's thinking of her ex Jack so she tries to like steer the fantasy back to Vlad I was like is this still a fantasy (laughs) yeah it just went like not where she wants it to go he yanks me to my feet and slides his hand under my ass picking me up easily my back thumps into the chill of the tile wall and he presses my knees to my chest exposing my hot pussy hot hot pussy one firm thrust is all it takes and he buries himself to the hill I can almost feel him inside me and the tension gathers in my core my pussy spasms as the image throws me into my orgasm and I grasp around for a pillow pulling it over my mouth I can't remember the last time I came so hard good for you get it girl we go to Vlad's POV he's laying on the couch like he promised but he can't sleep he hears a noise from the bedroom and he opens the door to see Morgana asleep but swatting at the air and yelling at something to stop he tries to wake her up softly but finally has to jostle her awake and when she wakes up she slaps him hard across the face she stares at him and whispers something incomprehensible and she starts shaking so he pulls her into his lap and he notices that she's actually still asleep through all this so she like never woke up so he maneuvers them so that they're both laying on their sides and he cuddles her so she's having like night terrors and stuff his watch alarm is going off and he can't believe he slept let alone next to her in for over seven hours like I guess it just hasn't happened in a very long time Mm -hmm. she's still asleep so he watches her and then he slips out of bed but she wakes up and starts yelling at him for sneaking in there like why the fuck did you sneak in here you promised that you wouldn't be in here like just goes off and he's like don't get used to having space enjoy dress shopping I'll see you for lunch he's like you were screaming yeah but he doesn't want to like call her out and have her be all like vulnerable and upset about it Morgana POV she quickly dresses for appointment in jeans and one of Vlad's shirts she finds a pair of shoes gets those on and she doesn't have makeup so she just spritzes herself with Vlad's aftershave and she thinks to herself that she shouldn't be playing this game because she will most likely get hurt like she did with Jack. I used to have a life. I went to parties, all that stuff. I met Jack at a bar and we hit it off immediately. He was so confident and funny. Before we'd been together a month, he talked about marriage, kids, and a house. I thought I was lucky to meet a man ready for commitment so I moved into his apartment and all was well then it wasn't. After she moved in, the abuse started. First only criticism and him telling her what to do and then the first time he hit her was her 21st birthday this poor girl and then she gets free from him and then has to become a fucking escort because hector and then gets kidnapped by this mob guy she goes to the kitchen and sees lily with the housekeeper and she eats breakfast with them morgana learns that dulcie the housekeeper has been working for them for almost 50 years and vlad's mom is the one who hired her she learns that his dad resents him because the bond him and his mother had and she asks the bold question and it is your mistress was forced to marry into this family and you know how she suffered yet you seem delighted for me aren't I exactly in the same boat and Dulcie smiles and says you are not things will be different for you why she puts her hand over mine because no matter how hard he tries Vladdy is not his father you'll see I also hate that they call him Vladdy do you yeah I don't like it Vladdy daddy gives me the ick I kind of like that do you do you like it Charlotte Vladdy daddy (laughs) 
It's the only response. <laughs> we switch to Vlad's POV. He finds Vito at breakfast. He wasn't surprised he was so easy to track down and he is itching to kill him. He follows him from the restaurant to the townhouse. And apparently a couple years back, Vito tried to sell the family one of their own shipments, but got the shit beat out of him for it. So he's like, why the fuck is this guy involved in anything? He walks up to Vito, asks if he recognizes him, and Vlad grabs him by the collar and says... My brother Sasha didn't convince you to stay away. Wait until I tell him. He thought he'd been too soft on you last time. How long did you wear that neck brace? Three months, Vito squawks, trying to stand. I learned my lesson. I'm not up to anything. Just hanging out with new friends. And beating on women? Attempting to, yeah. Vlad says, like, Hector, and he says yes, but Hector isn't one of ours. Vito says he doesn't know anything about Hector except for the whores. Vlad asks if he has a favorite, and he says, the redhead. (gasps) Morgana. Dead. He tells Vito to invite him in for coffee, and as soon as the door closes, he takes off his tie, throws it over Vito's head, and chokes him until his neck snaps. Waste no time. No. Vladdy daddy. He locks the door and puts the keys through the mail slot, and he's like, I gotta go check on my woman. We get a new POV. His name is Cassius, and he notes that whoever cleaned did an excellent job. It's spotless. He's not surprised someone killed Hector. He's not too fond of him anyways. Who is this? Who could it be? Ira Truzov is a Bratva boss and my employer. I made myself indispensable to him while I was doing time, and the gratitude of a mob boss is a valuable commodity. I took out some of his rivals in the joint and in return he funded a crooked appeal so he works for another mob boss and now his task is to find out who murdered the pimp so he his boss like who fucking killed Hector he's one of my guys who fucking did it find out who he tries to picture the scene as he walks through the apartment and then goes outside he inspects everywhere and notices a clean spot next to the dumpster and inside the dumpster are red and brown stains he jumps into the dumpster and sees a small book floating and retrieves it it's a diary with a few lines for appointments and essential information on the back of it. One of the lines says, Vito Sarah, M, 7 p.m. drop off and collect. And he's like, maybe this is the information I need. And he leaves. Little detective. We go to Morgana's POV. She arrives to the wedding dress store and the lady helping her lets her know that she has a note from Vlad and their champagne and macaroons and she'll start collecting dresses in Morgana's size. Josie and Lily are with her and Josie's having like the time of her life. She's just like, this is fucking bitching and just like opens all the expensive champagne bottles and after a couple minutes of sorting through dresses Josie remembers that she has a note to open from Vlad and it reads Morgana you will choose a dress with a modest neckline it will have a full skirt with a train and it will not have cutaways or clear panels anywhere except in the back I do not insist on long sleeves but a halter neck is unacceptable a veil is mandatory and I will hear no arguments on the matter your dress must be ivory or champagne and not lace you will select court shoes to match I have no opinion on how you want to wear your hair as long as you style it properly. Your jewelry must be silver, pearl, and or diamond, not oversized or gaudy. I will pay for anything you want as long as your selection fits my criteria. I will call when I'm on my way to meet you and Sasha will take Josie and Liliana home. Yours, Vlad. (sighs) Nothing that you want. you can get. After reading the note, she is immediately pissed because all she can think about is, again, Jack and how he told her what to do and criticized everything she wore. 
Lily reads the note over her shoulder and tells Morgana that he likes you more than you think and Morgana wants to know how. Lily says if this were a performance, he wouldn't care what you wore, but he doesn't want you to show your body in a fitted dress. He hates the idea of his father's buddies moving their eyes over what's his. And we're going to say that proves nothing but possessiveness. Which, I mean, Lily, Anna, you are right. Yeah. Okay, girl. Smart girl. After trying on a couple of really ugly dresses, Josie tells Morgana that she shouldn't care what Vlad thinks and just do what she wants anyways since it's also her wedding day and she's kind of uncomfortable with the idea but Josie's like I have an idea we switch to Vlad's POV. He gets to the store to pick her up for lunch, but the shopkeeper lets him know that she picked a dress and it's on the rack and he can look at it and approve it. And then she'll make the adjustments by the end of the day. He feels like shit for caring what she wears on their wedding day, but he can't bear the thought of other men looking at Morgana the same way he looks at her. So Lily was right. He spots the girls and sees Lily and Josie wearing sage green bridesmaids dresses and trying on tiaras and laughing. And then he spots Morgana. She's wearing jeans and his shirt. Josie's like, is that him? And Morgana's like, oh yeah, that's that's Vlad. She's like, you did not lie. He is hot. Oh, Silver Fox. Morgana steps up to him and says, I chose the dress, Vladdy. It's exactly what you wanted. Aren't I a good girl? Holy hell, I cannot believe she just threw that out there. If we were alone, I don't know if I could resist fucking her right here. Vladdy. In front of everybody. Bend her over. Josie is very bold and tells Vlad that she heard he needs a new employee and he says, bright and early, Monday morning morning you start at Kislev Enterprises and Sasha will get you all set up and she's like who's the fuck is Sasha and he's like I'm right here so Sasha walks in and he's like hi Sasha nice to meet you it's Vlad's brother Josie is hella soaked when she sees him oh Josie apparently he's also hot the girls change out of their dresses and Sasha takes them home Morgana's trying to clean up after them because the girls did make a mess and he tells her not to and she says do you not pick up after yourself and he says no I have people for that I would love to have people for that he also tells her that he's not in the mood for her to like mess with him and she says okay so what do we do now if you're in charge and he says you really want to know why are you wearing my shirt and i breathe in deeply my aftershave what are you trying to do trying she says locking her gaze onto mine or am i succeeding vladdy because i'm annoying combative bitchy ungrateful and in every way not what a good mob wife should be she bites her lip and you love it don't you you flirt miss girl uh-huh she is he doesn't say anything except guess Guess what I did for you this morning? And she's like, what? He said, I killed Vito Sarah. <laughs> Are you proud of me? <laughs> you, that makes you horny, right? You want to fuck? She tries to pull away from him and says that she never asked him to do that. And he says, it doesn't matter. He's always going to do it if someone tries to hurt her. He says, you want to know what I think? I think you want to hate me and everything that I am and everything I stand for, but you don't. Who else can do what I do? I am a man who will kill for you and it turns you on. She proves his point as she closes her eyes and parts her lips and he lowers his mouth down to hers. But then they're interrupted by the shock shopkeeper bitch so they don't get to kiss the shopkeeper's like here's your bill we switch to morgana's pov he takes her to lunch on a private rooftop restaurant overlooking central park her head is spinning from their almost kiss and he looks at her and says you know you needn't make a fool of yourself he says you wanted me to kiss you it couldn't have been more obvious i told you already i'm more than happy to fuck you if that's what you want it's unnecessary to make a performance out of trying to get my attention okay she tells him that he can have all the anonymous sex he wants so 
he can drop the act with her and he tells her he actually doesn't sleep around. He's a billionaire and heir to the Bratva throne and he does not trust people to not trap him. He's like, you ever heard of a baby trap? I ain't stupid. Hell no. Their food arrives and after a couple minutes of silence, she tells him that she thinks the so-called marriage is getting to him. He likes her and he thinks that seems weak and he tells her that she's right. Her champagne nerves make her snuggle up to him. He's like, you're so pretty, but like, say that you hate me. I hate you, Vladdy. I slip my fingertips between his shirt buttons and touch his chest. I really fucking hate you. Vlad's hand darts in front of me and cradles my throat. He pushes me onto my back and he's on top of me, his lips crushing mine. I gasp as his tongue delves into my mouth, his hand sliding under the hem of my shirt. Tell me not to fuck you. He pins me with his weight, his lips closer to my ear. Tell me not to and I won't. Do it. You won't. You won't. (laughs) They're also still at the restaurant, by the way. He's like, I'll, I'll fuck you in front of everyone. She can feel his hardness through his jeans and know she should say something but doesn't. So she breaks the kiss and she doesn't know how it got to that point. But she's like, I want to go home. I'm done. Come on, girl. Just do it. We're all waiting. We switch to Cassius, his POV. He's at Vito's house. His car is out front, but he isn't answering the door. So he decides to leave because a talk with Trusov is overdue. Until recently, Trusov kept his dealings concentrated around Chicago. Hector went to New York City as our emissary to do favors and make friends, learn who the important people are, but someone murdered him before he'd gotten anywhere. Luckily, I have a few acquaintances in the city. He calls Trusov and tells him that he's waiting for Sarah to get home, but he has some connections. But ultimately, he's like a nobody. So like, even though he works for them, he's new at it. He's not like born into it. He's just hired yeah. man. He tells him that he also put out word amongst other connections. So hopefully they'll know shortly about the whole Hector deal. Trusov tells him he wants it dealt with swift, severe, and without mercy. He goes back to Sarah's after the phone call and still no answer. So he peeks through the mail slot and sees a hand on the floor. He kicks the door in. He he notes that he hasn't been dead long, but it's really inconvenient since he needed to talk to Vito. He closes the door back and locks it, and which I'm like, how did you do that if you kicked it in? Yeah, but whatever. Fuck? He decides to wait in his car to see who cleans this mess up, and about an hour later, a van pulls up and six men get out, and they are like very efficient. They're there 20 minutes and they fucking leave, and it's spotless. Vlad POV, <laughs> they barely make it through the door of the house when Armin is like, I need to talk to you. So he lets Morgana go upstairs and he goes with Armin to the lounge and he informs Vlad that he is not the only person asking about Hector. Armin tells Vlad that we don't know who he pissed off but all the inquiries lead them back to Vlad. Vlad tells him it will be fine once they realize the most powerful Bratva are behind it and Armin's like hope you're fucking right dude. He is glad he didn't mention Vito Sarah to Armin and took care of it himself. He thinks on how tomorrow night he will be married and hopefully his dad will die soon after. He hears music playing and goes to watch Lily play the piano and she doesn't do it often but when she does do it he stops what he's doing to watch her and listen. He sees Morgana sneak in to listen as well but she hasn't seen him yet so he watches her take a seat near the piano and closes her eyes. Looking at her makes his heart ache. When Lily is done she spots him and says hi and he tells her that he didn't want to disturb her and she tells him that she was just practicing their wedding song and Morgana goes to leave but Lily tells her that they have to practice the dance to the song because that's what their dad 
dad will expect. So Lily plays the one song he loves most in the world and he's like real upset about it because it reminds him of his mom. Mm. We switch to Morgana's POV. She recognizes the song immediately and it is Can't Help But Falling In Love. Her dad used to play the Elvis version when they were a happier family and she was younger. Mm. She notes that through the steps, Vlad looks empty and she asks if he's okay and he says that he is fine. But he doesn't look fine. He's sad. She thinks she's starting to understand him. His world is cold, unemotional, and aggressive and he thinks he must be the same. But he's not just his father's son. He's his own man and individual. It may terrify him, but there's no getting away from it. Vlad feels. He feels deeply and no amount of abuse from Sergei could change that. Sergei's his dad. Sergei. She asks why he wants to be packing and he tells her he suffered from the hands of his dad but learned that the bratva is always first. She tells him he, it could still be that way without him trying to be his father but he doesn't know how else to be. The song stops and Lily excuses herself and heads upstairs. He lets Morgana know that he has his bachelor party and he will get back early tomorrow and the wedding car will pick the girls up. She's not happy. Oh girl you're not. She goes to the closet to peek at the ugly dress again and she's wondering if she should just get hammered because she's irritated that he's leaving to go to a bachelor party but decides against it because she's like tomorrow is already going to be way too much and I don't want to hang over along with all that shit. Fuck no. The door opens to the wardrobe and Vlad comes in. She's disgusted that he's about to go drink and whore around. She gets so mad thinking this that she flips the door open to yell at him and he's naked so she just like walks in. She tells him to put his cock away so they can talk and he says it has some heft Lishishka. I'm exhausted from carrying it around all day. (laughs) Oh my god. He's like this bitch is heavy. You want to touch it? (laughs) Do you want to hold it for me? I thought that part was so funny. (laughs) It has some heft. Heft. Is Lishishka like a pet name? Yeah. Um, In the book they say it means little fox but when I was first read it I thought it was like more like darling or babe or something like that but I guess it's little fox. Oh okay. Because her red hair. That's cute. He dresses real quick and her mouth goes dry. He's so damn sexy and he knows she's mad about tonight but he tells her he's gonna drink. Cringe through a lap dance with his idiot brothers and he won't fuck anyone. A man who cheats is no man at all. And he, she's like even in a fake marriage and he says yes. He tucks my hair behind my ears. You might always hate me. Who knows? Perhaps I'll never be able to change that and I don't know how to do the love thing but if you want my touch my body you only need to ask. I want you more than you could possibly know. <gasps> she doesn't understand why he picked her and he tells her that she hit him like a train. By the time the ice cream crushed his suit jacket he was already half gone. She wraps her arms around his neck and asks him for one favor before he leaves and he tells her anything. She tells him to kiss her and not like the man she deserves kiss her like the man that he is. Vlad's hand flies to my throat warm and tight and he grips it firmly enough to draw a shocked squeak from me. His other hand is under my ass effortlessly scooping me off my feet. He moves quickly dumping me on the vanity as he pushes himself between my thighs and I lose my balance catching myself on my hands. His lips are hot his tongue delving into my mouth as he holds my neck like a vice. His other hand massages my hip slipping beneath my shirt. Her body reacts immediately and she is soaked. He breaks the kiss and tells her to now do him a favor and she says what and he says not to finish what they started without him. Don't you dare masturbate. Don't you dare. We switch to Vlad's POV. He is relaxing with his brothers at um, what assuming is a gentleman's club, but he isn't feeling like celebrating. His uncle tries to tell him that he isn't meant to be packing since he hasn't touched a single woman and he sends his uncle to go find a 
Abel, the youngest brother. He's like, get the fuck away from me. You're pissing me off. Sasha tells him not to listen to David. Once their papa is dead, he'll calm down. Sasha wants to know what spell Morgana put on him, though, because he is being pretty dull. And Vlad tries to brush it off, but Sasha tells him that's not going to work. He's never even brought home a girl. He knows that he likes her and chose her specifically, so he wants to know why. Vlad admits that he likes her, but wants to know Sasha's excuse for not touching a woman. He's been weird since meeting Josie. And before he can answer, David comes back with Avil. He has a busted lip from trying to touch a girl he's not supposed to touch. And Vlad just like laughs at him and says, let's fucking go home. They have to half drag, half carry Avil inside. And he goes to his room and sees Morgana asleep with bags and boxes everywhere. So she got the rest of her clothing from shopping earlier. He opens a secret passage in the wardrobe. It's where his mom kept all her beloved possessions so his dad couldn't destroy them them and he pulls out her wedding ring his dad doesn't know that he has it or he would kill him for it and then he puts it all away and hides it sweet he's just a little lover boy just a little love bug morgana's pov she went to bed fully prepped in case he decided to return home and bang her brains out so she's like shaved everything like shaved is good to go she's waiting for it (laughs) but he never came home and woke her up A knock at the door in the morning catches her attention. It's Dulcie and Lily. They are bringing treats and a small package from Vlad. He bought her a camera since hers was stolen in the park that day. When she takes it out, she doesn't realize there's an envelope in the box. And when she pulls out the envelope, it is a postcard with the watercolor print of a fox in a snowy forest. There's nothing written on it. That's it. Just the postcard. Okay, Vladdy. Sentimental boy. They leave her to get ready for her wedding and Josie arrives and helps her finish getting ready. Ready. Morgana explains what happened last night and how it feels like the sham wedding isn't feeling like a sham. And Josie says, well, today he might murder her for the stunt she's about to pull. And then Josie helps her into the real dress, not the decoy. <gasps> Vladdy, watch out. They get to the church and outside she's surprised by how many emotions she has. Her dad appears with a bouquet and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? But Vlad cleared the rent arrangement and put five million into her family's bank account to apologize for the way that he took her. And then he asked her father to be there to walk her down the aisle. Her father also tells her that he has brought a package full of medicine for her mother and is doing tremendously better. And she's like, I should not have switched the dress she's like fuck 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 she's like i there's no time this is okay i'm going through with it josie and lily grab her dad and they go inside it is time i would have walked around and fucking put on a different i would have put on the other dress i would have been like we gotta pause right now i fucked up We switch to Vlad's POV. Josie and Lily come down the aisle. Lily has a small panic attack and Josie tries to move her, but she won't go. So Vlad tells her to come stand by him and she does. And then Abel kind of like soothes her and it's like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, you're good. And then he hears a collective gasp and he turns around. Morgana is walking down the aisle. The gown is everything I told her not to wear. Deeply decolleté with a beaded bodice and the slimmest of shoulder straps kicking into floaty layers of tulle. The veil is more of 
of a cape embellished with more beading that matches the dress. Her hair is piled on her head, an emerald comb holding it in place, but none of that is why my father's friends are having conniptions. Morgana's gown is black, deep, true ebony, shimmering with pearls of jet and smoky Swarovski crystals. So, I mean, she looks hot, but like that's none of his requirements. Oh my god. They're all like, the devil! She's brave. He looks at her face and he does not see the defiance he thought he would see. He actually sees concern and she looks like she's about to cry. She gets to the front and asks if Vlad is mad and he says that she's really testing his patience, but God help him, you look fucking incredible and I'm the luckiest bastard alive. Aww. So sweet. The priest does his part and they do theirs. He doesn't give her his mother's ring though, so that's still hidden in the secret compartment. They are pronounced husband and wife and he kisses her deeply and passionately until Sasha has to like kick him to break them up. They get to their wedding car and she asks why he did that for her family and got her the camera and he says he honestly thought she would run so if he took care of her family it would be more incentive to stay than threats would be. Mm -hmm. So she apologizes profusely for the dress and he says that he'll get her back for her performance. Yeah he will. We switch to Morgana's POV. At the reception Lily plays their song and they have their first dance. He pulls her close and starts whispering the lyrics and to her ear and she is immediately like crying and she wishes the beautiful moment wasn't fake so she's like crying because she wants it to be real she knows that she's falling in love with him and his father catches her eye as Vlad spins her around the room and he is pissed he looks fucking mad the song ends and Dulcie passes out shots of vodka and Sergei doesn't want to do this tradition and Morgana's like what's the what's the tradition what's going on someone will take the first shot and shout Gorko this means the vodka is bitter and we have to kiss for as long as it takes for everyone to drink. The sweetness of our union is supposed to take the foul taste away. And she says, wow, has that vodka ever turned to cyanide? And he just laughs and says that Bratva couples rarely marry for love. This is the tradition's like a really sick joke. But they do the tradition. She is sitting with her parents sometimes later at the party when her mom tells her that her new husband is a goner for her. She tries to deny it, but her mom interrupts and says she knows Jack really messed her up, but he never looked at her the way Vlad does. Her mother says, if a wicked man grows a heart for you, that's it. You own him. The love of a villain is hard to come by, but it's for keeps. And then Vlad catches her eye and she goes to him. We're in Vlad's POV. He sees a man who he fired from his business checking out Morgana at the reception. He goes up to him and smashes his glass to hold the edge of it to the guy's throat. Morgana rushes over to tell him to stop. And when he does, the guy calls him pussy whipped. <laughs> so Vlad kicks him in the stomach and off of the balcony onto David's car and he dies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have called him pussy whipped. No. Yeah. Morgana's parents leave because it's too much for them and Morgana's upset. Because like yeah. the wedding's a whole thing. I would leave. That would be too much for any sane person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have someone murdered at your wedding reception. For looking at your like it's normal. wife. Yeah. It he is said normal. pussy whip, so he deserves death. yeah obviously vlad tells her that no one offends her and lives but when his dad dies she's free to leave him because remember that was part of their deal oh yeah i have a feeling she gonna stay maybe dulcie calls vlad over and morgana tells him that she's going to bed and maybe he'll join her tonight his dad wants to see him and reprimands him for the way he acts with morgana so i guess his dad really wanted it to be a loveless marriage like how his marriage was with vlad's mom okay 
Yeah. So that's a dick. Yeah. yeah, he's like pissed off that it seems like they actually like each other. What a douche. He is a douche. He tells Vlad that David will be his second when he becomes Packin. So David is Vlad's uncle and he's you can tell he's like secretly jealous and wants to be the Packin mm-hmm. and uh-huh. is like annoyed that Vlad gets it. Vlad is pissed and tells him that his headstone will grow weeds and he's taking his mom's wedding ring to her old lover when he dies. There was a little part in the beginning of the book where he talks about how his mom had someone that she actually really loved before marrying his dad. Oh, sad. Yeah. (laughs) Vlad ends the conversation with a fuck you and walks out to find Morgana. And then we switch to Morgana's POV and she's torn on how to feel about Vlad. He walks into the room and tells her he's not there to make small talk. He's here to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, I know we just had this like super emotional and traumatic event happen, but I'm trying to fuck. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's just another day in the office for him. Yeah. He tells her she exasperates him and he wants to earn her love. And he says if he needs to beg, he will, but she can't tell anyone. She says that he doesn't belong on his knees and he tells her she'd look fucking gorgeous on hers. (laughs) (laughs) He picks her up and drops her on the bed and her words were that her pussy floods. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. She wants everything from him and he lowers his head between her thighs. Just do it before I change my mind. Bullshit, Vlad says. Your little pussy is desperate for me. He slides a fingertip over my soaked panties, pressing insistently on my pussy lips. I moan as he moves, the pressure finding my sensitive little button. No. (laughs) No, thank you. He lifts the material at the edge and slips his finger between my soft folds. So wet for me. That's what I like. You gonna drown me? I can do nothing but whimper as he massages my clit gently, rolling it beneath his fingertip. He pulls my panties aside, plunging his tongue into me, and I arch my back. He places his palm on my abdomen and holds me in place as I writhe. You taste so good. He lashes at my clit with his tongue before (laughs) taking it between his lips, sucking gently. So fresh and sweet. Are you going to be a good girl and come on my face? The lashes his tongue. I'm just picturing being like, nah. <laughs> Isn't Drown in the Pussy a song? Drown uh-huh. in the Pussy. I feel like it's maybe like Lil Wayne said it. I think so. It sounds like something yeah. Lil Wayne would say. He puts a finger in her and she tells him that she wants it. He says, You'd better fucking need it. <laughs> Okay. He asks who she belongs to and she tells him she belongs to him. And then he starts fucking her hard with his fingers and she comes. He continues eating her out and his face is covered in her lady juices. (laughs) (laughs) He tells her that she tastes even better than he'd imagined. We switch to Vlad's POV and he tells her she'd better be down to keep going and she tells him to do exactly what he fantasized about that night in the shower. He rubs the tip of his dick on her lips, wiping pre-cum on her, and she tells him she went back to her bed that night and touched herself, and then she starts to deep-throat him. He grabs her hair and starts fucking her face while she touches herself, and he slaps her hand away and tells her he never said she could do that and smears makeup all over her face with his hand. Okay. (laughs) Which, like, she probably worked really hard on that makeup. It's her wedding night. How would you guys feel? I think I would cry. If it was the end of the night? I mean, I feel like I'd want to feel hot, like, during during it. I literally ripped my extensions out as soon as we got into the hotel room after the wedding. You did? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was also, like, blackout drunk, though. Yeah, so fun. (laughs) Ooh, I was gone. I know Andrew and I took a bath together. Oh, that's sweet. Zach and I would have drowned if we tried to take a bath that night. (laughs) Were you both fucked up? so fucked up. I remember you were really fucked up. I was fucked up leaving your wedding. (laughs) I think everyone that left my wedding was... Shelby, you were fucked up too, weren't you? 
Or was Tyler? I drove. I stopped drinking because he got fucked up. Because he was hitting people with his cane because that was right after his ACL surgery. Oh my god. I remember waking up with the nastiest hangover the next day. We had to fly out that night for our honeymoon and I was so hungover on the plane. This girl was like, congratulations on your wedding or something like that. Someone we didn't know and I was so hungover. I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) And she looked at me like I was like a crazy person. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to die on this plane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He flips her over so she's on her stomach and he's laying over her and he says that he's going to make her beg. I slide my cock along her valley. Oh, (laughs) valley. (laughs) Teasing her asshole and she buries her face in the duvet with a moan i'm not gonna fuck you until you're as desperate as i am i swat her ass cheek lightly and that's not the only way i can punish you (gasps) he slaps her ass hard and she yelps she pushes back against me and i slide the tip of my cock over her slick pussy lips her wetness feels so good that it's all i can do not to plunge into her but i resist i spank her again the sound cracking the air my hand stings from the impact and morgana moans as she moves her body against me trying to get me to enter her you're a fucking terrible liar i say nudging inside her a little you want me in your little cunt and you're making no effort to convince me otherwise so give it up beg me (laughs) (laughs) she starts to beg him to fuck her and he shoves into her in one thrust this is gonna be quick and dirty he's like i'm not come so fucking fast (laughs) (laughs) at least he's honest true we love an honest king but you will come too no way my wife settles for one orgasm not on our wedding night so work that clit for me like a good little girl don't keep me waiting work it flip it and reverse it (laughs) i pull out of her and plunge back in hissing through my teeth she's so tight she's gonna milk the cum out of me in no time (laughs) i feel her fingertips on her pussy moving rapidly over her swollen clit as i rail her tell me when you're coming i let go of her hair and take hold of her waist so i can fuck her harder make that juicy pussy go crazy for me (laughs) can't hold off much longer you feel too fucking good i'm coming she cries throwing her head back give me more her screams are all i need i pump my hips slamming her again and again as her wet pussy clutches my cock pleasure seizes my body my energy draining into her as i climax (gasps) oh my god make that juicy pussy go crazy for me I would die. I would simply pass away if Zach said that to me. Make that juicy pussy go crazy for me, Charlotte. <laughs> Disgusting. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> My juicy pussy. <laughs> She tells him that she's going to be able to feel him inside of her for days and that he owes Josie for the dress because she had to put it on her credit card. So when she did the old switcheroo and got her slutty little black dress, Josie paid for it. Oh, shit. So that he wouldn't see. Yeah. So now he has Mm -hmm. to pay Josie back. (laughs) She says she's going to go shower and wash his grime off of her. And he is smitten with her. So he like is really liking her right now. Oh. He walks into the bathroom while she's running a bath and asks her who is causing her nightmares. She tells him it was her ex, Cassius Jackson, a.k.a. Jack. <gasps> the other guy trying to find out who killed Hector. Oh, shit. Vito. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Yeah. <gasps> the tea. Just then, Sasha comes barging into the suite, telling him that his dad is dead. <gasps> Die, bitch. We're in Morgana's POV now, and it's four hours later. The men are all drinking together when Vlad tells Armin that he needs Cassius Jackson taken care of. 
They start arguing about how they just took care of Hector and Morgana lets it slip that he was her pimp because none of them knew that she was an escort. Oh, shit. Sasha asks her if she was a hooker and Vlad punches him in the chest. They start to fight, but Abel breaks it up. Sasha yells at Vlad that he's dragging innocent Morgana into their fucked up world and going on a murder spree for her and Vlad leaves the room. Sasha apologizes to her and she leaves too and a few hours later she wakes in the middle of the night to the sound of a piano playing. She goes downstairs to find Vlad playing the song that they danced to, the Can't Help Falling in Love With You by Elvis. He tells her his mom taught it to him so he taught it to Lily. Then he starts to tell her about how Lily got her brain injury. When she was a small child, he left the room while watching her and she followed him out and she fell down the stairs and he's traumatized by this. He feels like it's his fault. He left because, wasn't it because he was like getting annoyed by them or something? Yeah, because he was the one constantly watching all the younger siblings since their mom passed away. So he just wanted a break from them or something like that and like just tried to go outside and she's upset thinking that he's mad at her and so she follows him out. And then fell down the stairs. And then falls, yeah. (laughs) He's going to give her parents their tickets to Italy that they were going to use for their honeymoon to keep them safe while everything goes down because he can tell that shit's about to get real with like the Hector, Vito Serra, Cassius. He vows to kill Cassius for what he did to her and there's nothing she can do to stop it. And she tells him to take her to bed. Fuck me. We switch to Vlad's POV and he brings Morgana to bed and tells her that if he doesn't have her skin on his soon, he'll lose his mind. Do something for me. I cup her ass, molding her body to mine. I need to let all this tension go and I don't want to hurt you doing it. You like being my good girl, right? Morgana's mouth falls open. She nods. So edge the hell out of me. I move toward the bedroom, (laughs) taking her with me. Get me wound up tight until I'm feral. Then fuck it out of me. I'm a big boy. I'll use my words and tell you how it feels. I'd be like, no. Just be normal, please. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) I know you're a big boy. You're a man. (laughs) You're old. (laughs) Look at you. She ties his hands to the headboard with his neckties and she unbuttons his shirt and pinches his nipples and says she's going to have so much fun doing this. Purple nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Titty twister. (laughs) She bites his nipple and his dick is rock hard and then she strips the rest of his clothes off. I'm not sure I'll ever get used to seeing you naked, Vladdy. She traces her fingertip from my balls to my swollen tip and I moan. And I'm so excited to play with it. Please do. I jerk my hips because it's so hard it hurts. Be good and take pity on me. (laughs) Feel bad for me. (laughs) I'm just a baby. Stop. It it is heavy. He has to carry it around all day. Now I'm just going to think about that. I don't have any money. I'm just a baby. I know. That's what I was quoting. I'm just a baby. (laughs) Morgana laughs at the sweet spot on the underside of the head. Ew. Sweet spot? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, like his sweet spot. Never mind. I get it. I clench my fists and moan through gritted teeth. That's it. Fuck, you're a good girl. My good girl. Do that again. Do you want a little more? She asks. Abso-fucking-lutely. Look at me. She gives me her honey-colored eyes. Take me in your mouth, good and deep, right into your throat. I want to feel my wife choking on my cock. <sighs> Vladdy. Vladdy Danny. Stop it. She deep throats him until she gags and then pulls off of him. You're so pretty, Morgana. Look how well you take me. You're doing such a good job. I smile at her. I never knew my wife would be such a slut for my dick. <laughs> I've never seen them use the word dick, actually. Yeah, you're right. They always use cock. Oh, well, good on you, Kara. Thanks, Kara. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love the word dick. 
switching it up for us. A little variety. <laughs> she smirks and slaps my cock. Well, there it is. <laughs> Making me cry out. How rude. I can keep doing this all night, you know. She starts to give him a hand job and uses her saliva as lube and he tells her that she's such a good girl. He tells her she can do whatever she wants as long as he can finish inside of her. The mattress bounces beneath her as she stands astride my chest, showing off. Her pussy is shaved smooth except for a cute little landing strip. She faces my feet and gets on all fours, opening herself up and giving me a magnificent view of her pink lips. She starts touching herself and tells him that he has to watch, but he isn't allowed to do anything about it. That's cruel. I flex my wrist. You're not going to let me tongue that tight pussy of yours? Maybe a bit. I shudder as she runs the flat of her tongue over my balls. But I'll ride you when I'm ready, if that's acceptable to you, husband. You're not going to let me tongue that tight pussy? (laughs) (laughs) She starts to suck his dick while she touches herself. Morgana's hand appears between her thighs. She opens up her pussy lips with her fingers, exposing the deep, rosy flesh of her depths. (laughs) Her clit looks delicious, and I moan with longing as she strokes it. I want to eat you. Let me have a taste, Lashishka. Give me just a little. She doesn't speak with her mouth full, but she hums her disagreement, the vibration sending waves of pleasure through me. The sight of her fingertips massaging her tender little button is incredible. Her pussy (laughs) growing wetter as I watch. I hate button. <laughs> I hate it. Her little button. Her little boop boop. I'm gonna slide inside her so easily, and it's gonna have to be soon because I'm developing a problem. <gasps> what? <laughs> Morgana, I'm getting close. You're sucking me so well, and I can't take any more. Ride me until I fill that tight little hole with my cum. Oh. <laughs> what would you guys do if your husband said hole? That hole? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't like it. Probably. I wouldn't like it a whole bunch. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> we switch to Morgana's POV and she sits on his face as he sticks his tongue in her, but it isn't enough. So she gets in reverse cowgirl, rubbing his dick against her. He tells her he's done with the edging, but she tells him that he isn't feral enough yet. He tells her to get on his cock now and she says no and she might just use him to make herself come. He bucks his hips so she falls back over him and he bites her throat. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He asks if that's feral enough and threatens to break his arms if she doesn't let him go. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, I yeah. will injure myself. <laughs> she unties him and he reaches down her stomach and starts touching her clit. That's it. Atta girl. He bumps his cock against my aching entrance as he plays with me, sending jolts of ecstasy through me. You know what my wife is going to get? Fucked by her husband. That's what. You're going to get fucked. <laughs> damn hard but you gotta give me those cute moans first he releases his hold on my neck and thrusts his hand into my hair turning my head so he can kiss me i cry out into his mouth as i come fluid gushing from my pussy (laughs) as he whips my clit with his fingers he thrusts his tongue into my mouth and with a smooth roll of his lips buries his cock inside my still spasming pussy fluid gushing what yeah she's hella soaked hella Hella soaked soaked. apparently he tells her she's gonna come for him again and to touch her clit while he fucks her and she screams that she's coming again and he fucks her hard until he comes inside of her she tells him that he didn't even ask if she was on birth control and he tells her that he'd love to fuck a baby into her (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) no that's a kink though isn't it yeah breeding Uh i don't understand it she says that she's on the pill and he tells her that that's a shame they just met like less than a week ago 
Yeah, and he's been scared of baby traps this whole time, but then immediately develops a breeding kink when he fucks her. And she is quite literally kidnapped. Yeah. We switched to Cassius's POV and it's three hours earlier. He traced Vlad to the murders through the cleaning crew. He's talking with his boss, Trusov, the head of the rival mafia, and Trusov tells Cassius to get Vlad to meet with them to explain why he killed Hector. Cassius knows Vlad got married, but not to who. <sighs> I think he's going to be kind of mad when he finds out. The tea. Maybe a little. We switched to Morgano's POV and two weeks have passed. It's the day of Vlad's father's funeral and her parents are still in Italy and she's been having a really good time with Vlad. Now we switch to Vlad's POV. He's trying to act sad in front of everybody, but he's not actually sad because he actually like really fucking hated his dad. He's concerned that Morgana will leave soon despite their feelings growing deeper. He's approached by a strange man who says they have a shared problem and the man tells him that his boss wants an explanation for why he killed Hector. <gasps> Is that Cassius? Vlad looks over to Morgana who sees the man and starts screaming. Vlad goes to get up, but the man says he has a gun pointed at him under the table and laughs when he looks over to see Morgana. Vlad tells him that he wouldn't leave alive if he shot him here, and the man points his gun at some children that are playing. <gasps> he gets up and runs out before anyone can catch him, and Vlad runs to Morgana and he holds her. She tells him that the man was Cassius, her ex. Oh my Jack. god. He picks her up and she tells him to take her away from here, and sometime later Morgana and the guys are discussing what just happened. David calls Vlad and accuses him of putting his wife before the Bratva before Vlad hangs up on him. Morgana is still traumatized by seeing her ex-abuser and Vlad promises her that he's going to kill him. And then he slips and he drops the L-bomb. <gasps> Yikes. Gladia. Yeah. He says that he's lost the purest love he's ever had and and he won't lose her too, referring to his mom. We switch to Cassius's POV, and he's raging mad that his slut ex is married to Vlad. <laughs> slut. He knows Vlad wants to kill him, but he has a plan. He's meeting up with David. <gasps> yeah, that two-timing son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. Fucking traitor-ass bitch. He offers to kill Vlad and Morgana in exchange for $15 million of hush money, and David will be able to take over the Bratva. And then David asks what he'll have to do. We switch to Morgana's POV. She wants to tell Vlad that she loves him, but she's nervous because she thought she loved Cassius too. She bites the bullet and tells him that she does love him while they lay together in bed. And he tells her that he wants her to pretend like she still hates him just for some bedroom fun. He says that if she wants to give orders and make him her slave, he's into it as he runs his fingers between her folds. Her folds. He lifts her leg to rest on his hip while he puts his dick against her entrance. And he tells her he's big enough for them to fuck in this position. So it's kind of an awkward position, but he's like, my dick's big enough. I could do it. Yeah. He feels so good stretching and filling my hungry pussy, but I don't want to give him what he wants. Not yet. I squeeze my internal muscles, pushing him out of me. What the fuck? <laughs> she does her kegels. <laughs> Apparently, she pushed him right out. Yeah. She said not to. She think. said, you get out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck, Lishishka. Let me in. <laughs> no, I hate you. Remember? A shit-eating grin splits his face. I know, baby. Why don't you sit on my face and tell me all about it? <laughs> Let me in. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> she sits on his face as he begins to lick her clit. You're so wet, he says, his mouth moving against my pussy lips. He laps my clit with the flat of his tongue, and I arch my back as pleasure sears my nerves. And you taste so delicious. I could eat you for hours. He draws a slick fingertip along the valley between my ass cheeks and finds my smallest hole. <laughs> 
He rubs it, stimulating the tender flesh, and I gasp. Oh, my wife likes her ass played with? (laughs) What is the phrase for asshole that you don't like? Taut ring of muscles. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. Disgusted. I can't remember if it's in this one. She tells him that she's never had anything in her ass before, but she likes it. Vlad dips into my entrance with two fingers, gathering a good amount of juice and slathering it over my ass. He slips his first two fingers deep into my pussy, and I groan with satisfaction as his knuckles catch on my sensitive spots. He gets a rhythm going before broaching my asshole with his thumb, working my clit to help me relax. Easy, he says. Let's get both your pretty little holes in play, shall we? Pretty little holes. His well-lubricated thumb eases past the ring of muscle. (gasps) It's there. Oh, there it is. It's there. (laughs) He thrusts them into my throat with the same rhythm as his other hand, still reaming my pussy and ass simultaneously. Air tight. He grips my jaw and pulls my face down to see my eyes. You look so gorgeous with all your holes filled. <gasps> airtight air airtight she comes as he touches her clit and he tells her to write his mouth we switch to vlad's pov and he flips morgana onto her back and thinks about how he has to claim her in a way that nobody else has i loom over her pushing her legs high and wide her pink pussy opens like a flower her juicy cum making it glisten i position my raging cock at her entrance <laughs> and slam into her in one deep thrust My raging cock. It's just like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) He fucks her hard as tears and spit stream down her face. Morgana starts touching her clit and tells him not to stop. She's going to come again. He pulls out just as he's about to come inside of her. And then we have a right light. All my rage and stress drain away as I come, decorating Morgana's face with my seed. She licks her (laughs) lips, tasting me. Don't lose that, I say. I take her chin in my hand. Open your mouth. She does as she's told, and I lick the cum from her face, sweeping it into her mouth with my tongue. Now swallow. She gulps and smiles. That's somehow disgusting and incredibly hot. I shrug. That's me to a T. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> disgusting and hot. <laughs> That's me. He has, like, no shame. He's like, I'm just going to lick my own cum real quick and just... <laughs> Like shovel it into your mouth. Yeah. Some time passes. He meets Sasha downstairs in the gym when Armin calls and tells him that Cassie has tracked him down by tracing the cleaners to him. All of the cleaners were murdered. Yeah. They're all dead. And all they did was clean up a crime scene. Yeah. Why'd they have to die? He leaves to go join Morgana in the shower. And the next morning, Vlad calls Trusov's office and tells him that Cassius is a dead man. He tells Trusov to deliver Cassius to him so he can kill him. Trusov says he doesn't know where Cassius is, but will deliver him when he finds out he leaves to go find morgana but she's nowhere to be found no we switch to morgana's pov and she's dead (laughs) fuck you (laughs) her and lily snuck out together to hang out by the pond and josie joins them shortly after to say hi before she has to dash off to launder money for the family because remember she got hired oh yeah vlad comes storming up to them pissed that he didn't know where she was and morgana tells him that her and lily were just relaxing and having a good time and he's ruining it He apologizes and asks if there's something Lily wants to do today, and Lily just says, no, let's go home. And when Lily goes to her room, Morgana asks how he found them, and he tells her that he put a tracker on her phone, and Lily has one on her medical alert bracelet. 
She shows him that she has a pistol strapped to her and that she wasn't helpless. He says after he kills Cassius, he wants to teach her how to use it. Which, like, I would argue maybe before you kill Cassius, yeah, you should teach yeah, her how to use it. that would make sense. David comes rushing to the door telling Vlad that Cassius has been found and was shot in the face by his boss. He says there's no body but hands Vlad the ring that Cassius always wore. Piece of shit, liar. Now we switch to Cassius's POV. It's two hours later and David calls him as he's reminiscing about how he used to beat his mom. Like, he he used to beat the shit out of his mom. David tells him that the deal's off. He shot Cassius's boss in the face and staged the body to look like Cassius but won't be baiting Vlad and Morgana anymore. He sees a change for the good in Vlad and doesn't want him dead anymore. And David tells him to take his money and go while everyone thinks he's dead. And Cassius reluctantly agrees. Because he has $15 million. He can just fuck off and go do whatever he wants. But he wants power. He wants the bratva. We switch to Vlad's POV. Him and Morgana are at the Hamptons together and he tells her it's bugging him that he wasn't the one to kill Cassius but she tells him it's fine as long as the outcome is the same. He's deactivated her tracker on her phone and picks her up and drops her onto the bed. She starts to talk back to him in a flirtatious way calling him an inconsiderate asshole. You're a good girl Morgana but you should watch your mouth before I shove something in it to shut you up. Breadsticks? She nips my earlobe. Potpourri? That does it. I sit back on my heels and free my cock, catching it in my hand as it springs free. Morgana's mouth falls open as she stares. That's that's the posture I want, I say. Now put those pretty lips around my cock before I shove something in it. Poopery? <laughs> he starts to fuck her face. Fuck me. That's hot, I say. I withdraw, marveling at the sight of my glistening cock. Morgana gasps as I slap my wet shaft on her cheek. <laughs> Just mushroom stamps her. Yeah. <laughs> More, Lashishka. I slide into her mouth and thrust, holding her head so she has to take me. I bottom out roughly, and she gives a strangled cry. My wife loves it when I use her. I love it when she uses me. I'm sure my associates see her bruised neck and assume I'm an abusive bastard. But anyone who knows me and Morgana can see I'm a fucking simp for my wife. She's gagging <laughs> on my cock now because she wants it as much as I do. I fuck her mouth with firm jerks of my hips, enjoying the feel of her tongue. Lashing at the head as I move, I'm tempted to shoot my load straight into her willing mouth, but I must resist. Her pussy is waiting for me, and if she doesn't get what she wants, I'll be in trip. <laughs> happy wife happy life <laughs> he asks her what she wants and she starts stroking his dick and tells him to look at her what i want is simple morgana pumps her hand slowly and i groan i want you to take me to the kitchen sit me on the island and eat my pussy until i'm on the brink then you can rail me however you like but i want a mess flatty when we're done i want that kitchen floor to be a health code violation oh my god biohazard <laughs> we switch to morgana's POV and Vlad picks her up and takes her to the kitchen. He bends her over the counter and slides her panties to the side, lifting her dress up. The kitchen window is open and I feel the breeze on my hot pussy. I didn't know how much I needed him inside me until he opened me up like that, but now I feel desperately empty. This little pussy is beautiful, Vlad murmurs. So pink and wet. I fucking love it. He rubs my asshole, making me flinch. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Please touch me. I wiggle my hips. I'm such a slut for you. All you had to do was fuck my face and I'm soaked. I can't wait to be full of your cunt. <laughs> oh my god nasty girl he's a simp for her and she's a slut for him it's a yeah. match made in heaven match made in heaven she touches her clit as vlad fingers her and he puts his pointer finger in her ass and the other three in her vagina he's got some dexterity going there i feel like that'd make your hand cramp up 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. It's two in the pink, one in the stink. Three in the three pink, in one the in pink. the stink. It's two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah, but he's doing three in the pink, one in the stink. That's true. In a weird fucking position, too, at that. Yeah, in a kitchen where people eat. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> he thrusts two fingers deep into my pussy, and I cry out, the fullness easing the ache inside. I'm going to wreck your little cunt first, though. I'm going to wreck you. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches around to my face with his free hands, his fingers rubbing my lips. Get on these. I open my mouth and he shoves his fingers deep. I feel them smash into the tender spots his cock made only minutes ago and I cough. Hawking onto his hand. What does that mean? Yeah, because she's like, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He really likes to put his fingers in her mouth. And in her ass. And in her butt. She's going to get E. coli. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Perfect. He withdraws and rubs the saliva onto my rosy asshole, opening it up as his fingers pump my pussy. I love stuffing you, he says. It looks phenomenal. <laughs> Do you feel good, baby? Yes, I gasp. Make me come. Keep doing that and I'll squirt everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Vlad isn't done yet and tells her he's going to pound her sweet little pussy. He puts her down so she's on her hands and knees with her head on the ground. Like she's about to do a somersault. Got you. <laughs> she's like, watch this. <laughs> Look what I can do. Don't you dare let up on that slutty clit. <gasps> Be a good girl and come for me now. I'm already gone. I'm reduced to the sensations in my core and I scream as my climax smashes through me. My pussy floods, wetness flowing down my leg. <sighs> You're all puffy. He says... <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line in the book. Oh my god, it made my head hurt. <laughs> You're all puffy, he says, sounding awestruck. <laughs> the only way you could look sexier is with my cum dripping out of you. Kara, ah, we love you. But puffy. <laughs> puffy. Puffy. <laughs> You ready for me? He slips a little deeper and I hiss through my teeth. Even after all his attention, his girth still knocks the wind out of me every time because I'm going to slam you like you're my slut, not the love of my life. She says she's both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he tells her to come for him again. He won't come until she does. And they come together and she can't feel her legs. Come and get in bed with me, he says, climbing off me. But show me what I want to see first. <laughs> I get to my feet, tugging my dress down as I walk away. I look almost respectable for a second, but I know what my man wants. Lifting my skirt to my waist, I bend at the hips and look at Vlad between my legs. <laughs> what? A little squeeze and I feel his cum running down my swollen pussy lips. It drips onto the floor between my feet. Vlad kneels and scoops the cum onto his finger. He parts my pussy lips with his other hand and pushes his seat back inside me. He leans between my thighs to kiss me. Hang on to that, baby. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So he's just literally scooping his cum that dripped out off the floor and just like shoving it back in <laughs> he there. He said, hang on to that. You never know. You never know. You never know when you need some cum. <laughs> <laughs> They're in bed together now and Vlad is sleeping. Morgana tells him that she's going to go grab some food and he tells her to take his black Amex and get whatever she wants and then she leaves. We switch to Vlad's POV and he wakes to Sasha calling him, telling him that Lily snuck out to go to Juilliard alone. So I guess she had a dream of going to Juilliard, the music school, because she plays piano. So she left. Someone followed her and broke five of her fingers, her collarbone, her <gasps> wrist, and her face. I know. It's so sad they jumped her. That's so sad. I know. 
She's sedated at the hospital, but before she went under, she kept repeating to the nurse, I didn't tell him. Sasha tells him David took one look at her at the hospital and left, and Vlad realizes he has no idea how long Morgana has been gone. He calls her and she answers, screams, and then hangs up. He rushes out to find her. (gasps) We switch to Morgana's POV. Once Vlad called, someone came up behind her and grabbed her, holding a knife to her neck, and called her a whore. Who could it be? Stupid fucking Cassius. It's Cassius. He tells her that Vlad and her ruined his life. He threatens to kidnap her and use Lily and Josie as incentive for her to behave. He tells her what he did to Lily earlier. He found out where Morgana was by the picture she sent Lily of the Hampton landscape. So I guess earlier when they first got there, she's like, oh, Lily would love a picture of this. And he jumped Lily and then he looked at the picture and was like, ah, this is where she is. Ah, psycho ass. He tells her that David was in on it at first, but bitched out at the last second. He brings her back to the house that her and Vlad are staying in, but Vlad's car is gone. He breaks the door open and tells her to call Vlad right now. We switch to Vlad's POV. He's out looking for Morgana, but he forgot his gun at the house. David calls him and confesses to everything. He says he's sorry for everything before Vlad hears a gunshot go off. Shot himself in the head. He killed himself? Yeah. He turns to drive back to the house when Morgana calls. She says she's okay, but tells him to leave and not come to her. Cassius grabs the phone and tells Vlad he'd better hurry home if he wants to say goodbye. He rushes back to the house and it's silent and he finds Cassius holding a knife to Morgana's throat in the lounge. He's cut her neck superficially and there's blood running down her. Cassius tells Vlad he's taking Morgana with him because Vlad doesn't deserve a happy ending and neither does a slut like Morgana. Morgana tells Vlad to go but he tells her that he won't. We switch to Morgana's POV and Vlad is trying to bait Cassius and make him mad enough to lose control of the situation. He calls him a pussy and starts to berate him and mock him. Cassius throws Morgana to the side as he lunges for Vlad and he stabs Vlad in the thigh. Morgana grabs Cassius by the ankle and bites him and he kicks her in the face and Vlad tells her to run and get the gun. She runs to get it from under the bed as Cassius is chasing her but she gets enough speed up to slam the bedroom door shut on him and locks the deadbolt. She grabs the gun and holds the door shut as Cassius slams his entire weight into it. He tells her he's going to show Vlad her severed head before he kills him. She sees smoke billowing outside and Cassius says that Vlad might already be burned. Cassius breaks the door down and bursts into the room and she empties the gun into his chest and he's dead. Dead, dead, dead. Good. She said, bam, 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 bam. Die, die, die. She runs to find Vlad and the house is on fire and Vlad is covered in blood. She supports him as they make their way to the back door. And then we switch to Vlad's POV. The house is burning and it's starting to rain. He's laying in the sand but doesn't see Morgana and he sees headlights pull up and Sasha and Armin pick him up and Vlad tells him that Cassius is dead. Firemen arrive and he sees Sasha carrying an unconscious Morgana to a gurney with an oxygen mask on her face and the paramedics take her into the ambulance. Then we switch to 18 hours later. Morgana is going to make a full recovery and she's awake now. Vlad got stitches and a blood transfusion, but they're both okay and everyone has been paid off to keep the situation quiet. We switch to Morgana's POV and it's one month later. Lily got into Juilliard and she's really happy. Oh, good. Which, like, how are you going to play piano with five broken fingers? She's... Got PT, girl. Okay. <laughs> Some good PT. Yeah. Vlad and Morgana sit on their balcony as she admires his dick in gray sweatpants. Yeah, as you do. We love a gray sweatpant. She sits on his lap and puts her nipple in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she just comes over and is like, drink. <laughs> you want some milky? <laughs> 
She takes off her clothes and tells him he's not allowed to touch himself or her until she says that he can. He squeezes just a little as I reach between my legs. My pussy is already heating up and wetness is gathering in my folds. My fingertip finds my entrance and I pull some of my lubrication through my pussy lips and onto my clit. The slightest movement of the tiny hood makes me shudder. (laughs) The tiny hood. (laughs) I enter my needy pussy with two fingers, arching my back as I do so, and his cock lurches in response. It's at full mass now, testing the stitching of his pants. A damp patch darkens the material where the head rubs against it. Look at you, I say, all juicy for me. I rub my clit firmly, bending my knees and pressing the soles of my feet together. I'll bet your cock needs attention, doesn't it? (gasps) Yeah. Now he's the juicy one. Yeah, he is. He's juicy. Juicy, juicy. He begs her to let him jerk off, but she tells him to be a good boy and wait, and then she continues to masturbate. Good girl. You gonna make yourself come? I love you. You're doing so well. Look how well you work your hot little cunt. <laughs> good girl. Yeah. <laughs> she tells him that she needs him inside of her now, and he thrusts into her. They come together. Stay there. I'm not letting you wash me away. His fingertips stroke my smooth mound, teasing my sense of clit and I sigh. You lie there while I give you another. I'll spend the rest of my life devoted to pleasing you. Cute. Cutie cuties. Now we're in the epilogue and in Vlad's POV. It's three months later and Morgana sees her parents finally and Vlad has gifted them the Italian villa that they stayed in. Which like, I feel like they should probably still be a little bit mad at him. Just a little, but you know what? Money solves everything. Yeah, true that. Morgana tells him that she has a surprise for him and brings him to an old folks home. Vlad is confused until she brings him to an old man and he realizes that it's Luca, the man that his mother was in love with. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Vlad gets to give him all the letters that they wrote to each other that his mom kept and the wedding ring. (laughs) Luca is so happy and talks highly of Vlad's mom to him and says that he waited for her his whole life. He never got married. He waited for her. They all go the next day to scatter her ashes under a tree where the two of them spent a lot of time and carved their initials. And then Luca looks at Morgana and says, you are with child. They go back to where they're staying and she takes a pregnancy test and tells him Luca was right. And then they exchange I love you's. The end. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Psychic old man. I love it. I really like that one. How many stars did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? I gave it four and a half. I also gave it four and a half. Yeah. It was really good. That was really It was good. really good. I really liked that one. Well, how many red pepper emojis do you give it, Riley? I give it five. It was spicy. Nice and puffy. 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 Would you trade places with Morgana? Mm. The money. There's so much money. There is and so power. much money. I'm torn. And murder. And dick. And dick. But murder. Shelby has a good point. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> what murder? Have you guys seen that TikTok song? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what about the murder? What murder? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm torn. <laughs> Fair. Do you think that Vladdy Daddy is hot? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> He's a little hottie patati. Yes. Not bad for a 45-year-old. No, a little I know. silver fox. He's got it. Oh, oh. He's hard as a rock still at 45. And he's got oh, a yeah. heavy dick. Hefty. Hefty. Heavy. Hefty. He's been hauling that thing around for 45 years. Yeah, he is. Poor guy. <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> he just wears it in a, um, like a baby wearing thing. <laughs> like a baby Bjorn yeah. for his dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about Neon Gods by Katie Roberts. 
and we're going to show her the cover and have her give her best guess as to what it's going to be about. Okay. It's like a purpley and blue cover with a leather chair on the front. Fancy schmancy. And it says, he was supposed to be a myth. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, Maybe the cover doesn't really give any hints. No. no. Is it like a throne of some sort? Is Are these gods? I'm assuming it's like a gods type of thing. Well, we'll find out next mm-hmm. week. Yeah, we will. If you liked this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs>